0: You're listening to the Holtcast with Jack Grimsey and Robert
1: Lintot. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 99 of the 7500 to Holt Holtcast. I'm Jack Grimsey. Along with my co host Robert Lintot, we're going to be talking everything around Aston Villa. We've got three matches that have been played since we last spoke to you Rotherham, Huddersfield, and Derby County going to take your twitter questions talk a little bit about transfers and preview that match against Bristol this weekend all that in just a moment. All right Robert let's get this show on the road. It's it's been like you know it's been a week week and a half I think since we last recorded.
0: Yeah it has and thanks to the it being the championship we've missed three matches.
1: Exactly it's out of control like last year I mean, we were going basically every week, and sometimes there wouldn't even be a match in, in that time span.
0: Remember how many freaking international breaks there seemed to be?
1: Yeah, every one of them.
0: Every international break every, seemed to have its own international break.
1: Yeah, it was like every other week. It was a week off.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and I and mean, I to be fair, you... even
1: when Villa played, they took the week off every, yeah. game, every game last year.
0: It was really easy for us. But, yeah, yeah. and and the crazy thing is, Um, had we not lost a Luton Town, we would have actually missed four matches.
1: Yeah. And what we recorded right after that match that day. Yep. And I would, I think we could say we could start off by saying that now that it's in the past, the perception of that game maybe has changed a little bit. It seems (laughs) like it fired up the team.
0: Yeah. I mean, it may have, um, the perception of that game itself is still exactly the same. I think. Because it was still a piss poor effort,
1: but um, but in the grand scheme of things, it was worth it if it, exactly it put us into form.
0: Yeah, absolutely. If it kicked us into form, and if it kicked uh, the club into buying the people that we need to buy, uh, then it's worth it because the league yeah, cup is it, really if it, if it not that big of Tony a deal. Tony into
1: action. You know, he was at that game, and oh man, he he couldn't have been. <laughs> He probably was maybe one of, probably the most pissed off person in the world at that exact moment in time.
0: I mean, it's basically like he just bought a new car and about three blocks after driving it off the lot, uh, you know, the radiator blew on him.
1: No, it'd be like he has a convertible and you know the arms that like lower the top? Uh-huh. It's like if those arms just were like robot arms and just took off the wheels and like started throwing them at the car and it exploded. <laughs> that, that's what it would be like.
0: All right, yeah, that's <laughs> even better.
1: <laughs> it was just, just destructing in, in front of his own eyes and is like, <laughs> things yeah, are going to change.
0: It was not a good showing by the club. And, you know, like I said, the match itself is still rubbish, but it's worth it. Because the League Cup, I don't care. I don't care.
1: You know, I I would have liked one more League Cup game to play a young squad and just see what some players could do. Because, and we got one Twitter question about Andre Green later that we're going to get to. But you know, we're buying all these players. It'd be nice to try to see if some of the youth that you know we were predicting last year—it's going to be the youth. The kids are going to have to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, that hasn't really been the case. And I'd like to—I would like to see more of them.
0: Yeah. I I agree. I'd like to see I'd like to see Jed steer, you know, someday. I mean,
1: promotion has to be objective 1, but maybe 1A is develop some talent so that you can only you only have to buy a couple pieces.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um I think the the one upside here might be uh, we might force ourselves into developing talent because a lot of the veterans have not been playing
1: uh, in a way that's going
0: to keep them on the squad.
1: And also, also Villa have bought cheap talent, which we'll we're going to talk more transfers later. But yeah, like yeah, it's it's really a revolving door, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, not everyone can leave. Like I think in the time since there's been a whole cast, Julian Lascada has had moves materialize and then come crashing back down to earth because they were obviously too good to be true how could we get rid of Julian lescott
0: i want to think of that as karma because we told joe bennett he could leave and then at the last second we dicked him out of the way and told him he wasn't allowed to leave so Julian lescott told us he was going to leave and then at the last second screwed us over i think that might be our karmic retribution
1: yeah what is that newton's uh, second law say that again Newton, uh, newton's second law that, yeah something like Ecolon that yeah every action reaction, reaction.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, it's, yeah it's just uh. to, to restore the balance to the force i guess yeah i understand what you're saying <laughs> <laughs> that it actually is pretty logical
0: um it just it was i was so excited and uh the guy who runs our espionation rangers blog sent me a questionnaire of like you know what can you tell me and I didn't want to be a dick and just be overwhelmingly negative, and yet I was overwhelmingly negative in every one of my responses.
1: Yeah, but they're in the Scottish Second Division. He would be a star.
0: The, the best thing I came up with was I said, if he sucks, it's basically a free move for you, so who
1: cares? Well, well maybe he doesn't want to move there.
0: Oh, God, I wish he did.
1: I'd move to Glasgow.
0: Send him to Elba. Let him tour Napoleon's house where he was stuck. (laughs) Just exile him. Make sure he never walks onto the pitch again.
1: Just make him walk there. And if he gets (laughs) back to Villa Park with a Rangers jersey signed by, I don't know, somebody there. Signed by Alex Alex McLeish.
0: Oh, God. Then then we burn him alive.
1: Yeah. No, no, then he can play for Villa. That will show that he really... If he comes back with his his scalp, I guess.
0: (laughs) Good God. Um, All right, so what about the games we missed? Uh, We haven't lost since we podcast last.
1: No, that's true. So we may as well start where it started on a high note against Rotherham United at Villa Park. Mm -hmm. And second game of the season, first win of the season, got to three points. That was what was needed. As we told you, Rotherham are a terrible team, and if we didn't beat them down 3-0, there would have been a lot of cause for concern.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and you said it was exactly what was needed, but you kind of emphasized there. You know, a win was needed, but a thorough, uh, big win was needed. And that 3-0...
1: Yeah, right after looked, Luton.
0: Yeah, that looked so confident
1: was exactly what Villa wanted to put out there. Yeah, but it's, it should have been 6. <laughs>
0: Now you're just getting greedy. I will take a 3-0 any day.
1: But I it's mean, just three, Villa can't finish their chances, which we'll we'll get to. But
0: I mean, 3-0 is what you should just expect to put up against Nottingham Forest. Three goals against them. So, you know, that right there seems like a good championship line to
1: me. Yeah, how many have Forest conceded so far?
0: <laughs> they've conceded 10. In three matches, they've conceded three goals. So in three matches, three times, they have conceded three goals.
1: There we go. I think we play them on nine eleven.
0: Oh God! <laughs> um, I'm I I hope that it's going to just be incredible and that we score another three goals. That's all I need. Give me three goals every match and I will be happy. I promise.
1: Yeah, well, who who did it? All right, so it was McCormick? He mm-hmm. opened it. He opened the scoring, and then
0: and then we got a uh, God, who was in the middle there? Why can't I pull this? It,
1: because so... Justed have two goals in that game. Oh goodness. <laughs> yeah, no, gistad just, just had he had two goals because he was in the team of the week for the Thanks whole, for for the whole English Football League. Yeah. And so Justad had
0: twenty first minute and the uh fourth minute of stoppage time in the first half, and then Grealish got an eighty fourth minute goal in front of the whole end.
1: Okay, and then McCormick scored the following game. Yes. But yeah. Okay, so, Rudy, he scored with his feet, though. Yeah,
0: he did, and he scored with his head. He he showed us uh, the reason why, you know, he actually terrorized the championship. Because if he actually gets decent service, if someone can send it into his head, he can hammer it home.
1: And, and surprisingly, so, that person is Eli Sissoko. <laughs> <laughs> to the surprise of literally everyone, probably mostly Jordan Amavi.
0: I... Was it? I feel like in our preseason, I said I wanted to see Sissoko in, ahead of Bennett because I thought Sissoko had some shown some good play going forward uh, in the preseason. And if I didn't say it, you all can correct no, me. No,
1: you did. I you did, and I'm still kind of shocked that it's been happening.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's actually. I mean, and that's the thing. He's he's not a world beater right now, but he's not useless like he has a defender yeah
1: he actually he actually does defending he does defend you know
0: yeah and the fact that he's not a negative asset going forward that he's at least you know neutral uh is a definite uh i'll take it that's an improvement
1: yeah that's the thing you thought you'd be getting a neutral impact from him but it's actually been positive going forward
0: yeah and
1: it did happen in preseason. I mean, I saw it as you did. I just didn't think it it would continue. <laughs> and it's, I mean, it's not like Joe Bennett's positive impact of making two free kicks against a sixth division Austrian team. But <laughs> you know, I just I kind of thought Joe Bennett deserved it, like a chance at starting a game.
0: Yeah. No, Especially I he I, and I still and think he, I still think he should. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you it know, it like that been-
1: English players basically can never get sold abroad. You know,
0: mm-hmm. it would be uh, it would be point. great to play him in the League Cup, but you
1: we'll know, have one like... FA Cup game for him to play in.
0: <laughs> so,
1: when yeah, we can it, lose it was... to Dagenham and Redbridge, Robert's new favorite team,
0: <laughs> Dagen Red. Um, but yeah, it was the Rotherham win was exactly what we needed because it boosted the confidence. The team looked good. The team looked good in front of the Villa Park faithful. It was you know everything that we've been clamoring for for ages and we finally got it it was it was almost the exact opposite of the 6-0 beatdown against liverpool um you know it's it's sort of it was the emotional comeback from that it felt like almost maybe villa park is a place where villa can play again
1: you know maybe because we saw the next game it was at home against <laughs> Huddersfield, and Dalian Atkinson had died in the days yeah. leading up to it what just the day before yeah, just the day and, before and was honored by tenth minute ovation and that was great Villa park Umbrellas was roaring. Out. dr Umbrellas Tony out. With, yeah,
0: Dr Tony in his box under his umbrella
1: yeah that was uh, a it was a nice moment it was dad, but
0: and and the villa park was loud again it was a tuesday night and it was it was a bigger
1: crowd it was like 36 or something or 35 35. it wasn't
0: sold out but it was you know a huge crowd it was more
1: sold out than we would get last season
0: oh heavens yes um and villa for the most part looked like they were going to reward them at least in the first half uh the first half villa looked utterly dominant
1: yeah, that's kind of what I was saying when we were talking about Rotherham Was that in this half, Villac could have been three 0 probably should have been two 0 But you know, yeah, you got to you got to you got to step on the throat and take the chance. You got to be lots of missed chances there. And, and obviously, they're still still trying to improve that area. Bringing in Ross McCormick has been good. He scored his debut goal in that game, mm-hmm. and it was Grealish kind of sand it to him. Tr- he tried. An incredible, like, scissor kick, almost. A standing, standing scissor kick, I guess. Yeah. It was... <laughs> Got underneath it. But, a t- I mean, a tito McCormick, so...
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Grealish, by the way, looking much, much better this year.
1: Yeah, his, his first goal, and I guess to go back, go back to Rotherham, I wouldn't really describe it as a strike, because... I was like trying to write about it And I was like Well you can't really use The word strike Because it rolled in At about two miles an hour Yeah But he Just totally Just juked The whole defense Out of their socks And All he had to do Was roll it in So Yeah It was yeah. like the goals that It was like Goals that we saw him scoring At the Hong Kong Sevens A couple of years ago You know Just those little videos I would get from the club On Twitter or something
0: Mm-hmm Yeah Absolutely. He looks a lot more poised this year, though. I mean, it's the presence of mind to be able to finish off something like that, that slow little I think it's
1: he he knows he can be an impact player at this level. You know, coming into the the Premier League, he came on, he got some people in the book, he had his moves. But Mm -hmm. he only scored that game against Leicester, which we ended up losing anyway. And the confidence just wasn't there and now he knows he can really go out and dominate.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And that helps, you know, that helps when he gets to link up with someone like Ross McCormick, who can actually really finish that stuff, too.
1: And, you know, really the midfield has been pretty competent. Gary Gardner's had some bad Vine moments, I guess I would say, but he's been winning a lot of aerial duels and contributing in other ways that, don't show up right away, I guess, when you just look at it from with a quick glance
0: see i would this is where I disagree with you. The midfield has been confident in those halves when Villa has been fine, but when Villa has really struggled, which has been two of the last four halves or chunks of two of the last four halves, it has been largely because of the midfield you know in that hundred when, when it
1: required the composure and experience mm-hmm. totally lost.
0: Yeah, they got totally overrun in that Huddersfield match. Um, and there was a reason that Huddersfield was able to get that late late equalizer there. Um, it just it was exactly the sort of thing that we need to be avoiding there. So they're fine when things are going in their favor. And then when something happens, it seems like the midfield is the first to go.
1: Yeah, it's like the midfield just totally disappears. It's not like it kind of goes into into hiding or just shrinks a little bit, it's just gone.
0: hmm
1: Yep. And obviously you can't have that. No. But because it, you know, if it turns into an open game and it's like basketball going back and forth, that doesn't favor you when you're the team that has everything to lose. You're up a goal. You know, if it's, if it's Villa against maybe Newcastle away or something or... If you're playing someone who's in the Premier League or even when you're in the Premier League, if we're playing Liverpool or something and it turns into that and they'll have a chance to run, whatever, you take your chances. Yeah. But when you're trying to control it and see it out, the midfield needed someone like Carlos Sanchez.
0: Yeah. And someone that we really
1: miss too. Um, but someone that just we, someone just someone like him, you know. Maybe
0: someone that we've replaced as we'll get to in a few minutes here.
1: Di Matteo's like, I wish I could find a defensive midfielder like you, and he's like, "What about me?" (laughs) Right? And now he's in Italy. Yeah. So, so you get a three. They put on they put on Naki Wells, and then Gallini's forced into a horrible error, putting him into the conversation with Guzen. (laughs) Probably fairly because it was a bad clearance.
0: Um,
1: It was a bad clearance. What, I still think most said. of that
0: doesn't go on Golany.
1: He kicked. I yeah, think the I mean, center back should have should have cleared that ball because yeah, it was a long have. ball over and the top and it bounced very high. It bounced twice. And you never let it bounce twice.
0: Just think of it. Almost every time you see a goal kick in a situation like that, there's one defend or excuse me, one attacker from the opposition who comes running and jumps blindly and turns his body, and it never freaking works. So yeah, one, one time, time it worked for Bale. Yeah, and it works. Bale does. One time here, I'm not pinning that on Golene. I he, he made way more impressive saves in that match than he made mistakes.
1: That's true, but he also needs to instruct his central defenders to get that ball out of there. It's I, like one of those goal kicks that ends up in the goal, you know, like the who scored most recently, Begovich. Yeah. When it just got caught in there and just bounces and it's windy, or like when Tim Howard scored.
0: Yeah, but I mean, but it's, like I,
1: that. it's like that. It's like that. I don't a different... think he
0: should have to instruct his central defenders. to Declare something like that. We brought Chester aboard because Chester has leadership ability here. Because Chester That's is fair. older and calmer. You know, Gallini is a young goalkeeper. Yes, the job of the goalkeeper is to organize the defense, but he's being put in with a team that has a lot of leadership, that has a lot of experience in that central defense. There, I think, partially for a reason, he shouldn't be given as much responsibility. And Chester should have seen that and figured it out.
1: Yeah, you shouldn't, I guess you're right. You shouldn't need to tell him to do something when he's basically in his starting position, you yeah, know? exactly. What are you supposed to do, have him on a leash and spoon feed him?
0: <laughs> it may, you might kick it. that's kind what it
1: comes down to, yeah. Yeah, yeah seriously.
0: So, no, I, I put, I was irritated at the time. I and I almost immediately calmed down. It's it's not something that's really probably repeatable. It's not something that's you know going to be a huge concern going forward.
1: It was I mean, a the only mistake. thing. The only thing that's worrying is that he just didn't play it along the ground. He had an option to do that. Yeah, he could have played it wide, and it's just more of a mentality thing. As if Villa are going to be keeping more of the ball, they should put it into the air less. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But I can it's see
1: that. A pretty minor.
0: But in that half, Villa very clearly were not keeping the ball.
1: That oh no, they it. weren't they weren't doing anything in that half. Yeah. And, and then after after the equalizer they tried to attack, I guess.
0: For a wild two minutes or
1: whatever. Yeah. Um yeah. So it
0: was dumb, but whatever.
1: So from a game that we couldn't score, or that I mean We couldn't score at the end. No one really, we couldn't score in the first half either when we needed to. And now we'll go to Villa versus Derby, ended in a nil-niller. Obviously, neither team could score, but I think it's okay because it was on the road at the iPro Stadium.
0: Yeah. Uh, And, you know, it was fine. Um, It really did irritate me just on a very personal level, the fact that I finally get to watch Villa again after two Apparently, very exciting matches, and we get the most boring match of the season thus far,
1: yeah, we were watching it at the bar, and the stream went out like ten times. It was kind of annoying, so some people were pulling up periscopes on their phone or trying to huh. get the, the b in player on their phone.
0: <laughs> Good heavens, um I don't know it was it was a solid performance. I enjoy the fact that Villa did not concede um you know the fact is Villa have only conceded two goals.
1: Yeah, and we game. were talking about before the season, maybe even the last episode of that's going to be the recipe for promotion. So you can take a couple draws here, run five points. We've just lost once, and it was you know another crappy goal that you want to forget about, but also you can learn something from it.
0: Yeah, um, hopefully. Yeah, and the defense looked fairly solid. Granted, Derby County didn't look like they wanted to do anything.
1: Um, granted, they employed Darren Bent and Andreas Feynman as strikers, but Bent did make a substitute appearance. Yep, thankfully didn't score.
0: We were all dreading it. Yeah,
1: uh,
0: but I mean, it was it was a pretty staid affair. I thought it was hopeful for Villa. Um, you know, travel to Derby, get a zero zero draw. I will take that. At this point.
1: Uh-huh. Oh, no, we didn't we didn't look like conceding at all. The midfield is really solid.
0: There was there was about a twenty-five
1: minute considering stretch. Considering it was Westwood and Gardner. There was about a twenty
0: five minute stretch in the second half where we looked like absolute garbage.
1: That's true, but I guess for the majority of the match and with Westwood and Gardner starting there, I know that was a big worry for everyone before kickoff, you know, the lineup comes out and everyone goes on Twitter and the village
0: yeah no but um it looked it looked better uh i'm not sure if you know if the aspiration here is promotion i'm not sure if this is a great result but if the aspiration here is have a really solid season and maybe get promotion and at least set yourself up for the next year then this is the kind of result we need this was for a team that should be challenging for promotion, probably not the best thing in the world. But for a team that played as absolutely atrociously as Villa did last year, this was exactly the kind of thing we couldn't have pulled off last year.
1: But Derby are also challenging for promotion. They finished fifth last year. Yeah, no, I know. Points, so you got to they- think one of the harder games on the schedule going away...
0: Yeah, and you think that in the abstract, but then you watch that match. This was there for the taking.
1: Oh, yeah, it was. It was. It was three points up for grabs, and Villa could have, realistically, four wins from 4 Mm-hmm. It's not a stretch to say that they could have that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, it's, it's, again, yeah, at this point, I'm almost starting to develop these dual expectations. If I look at it in the light of last year's team, what we're doing thus far is wildly impressive. If I look at it in the light of, I want promotion... I'm comfortable right now. I'm not panicked. I'm not really excited. I'm comfortable. I think it's where we should be, maybe.
1: I think so. And just looking at, at the table, we're still in 12th with with the five points, but through four games and a positive goal difference. So that's a nice change. <laughs> Can you imagine Villa with a positive goal difference? Well, folks, it's real. What <laughs> a world do we live in? Um... Yeah, but I, I guess my final point, and it was kind of going along with what you were saying, is that the defense was just really solid. Yeah. But the strikers need to finish the chances. And that's that I guess that's kind of the theme. They do so far for me this episode. Yeah. They do. But, yeah, like you're saying, if that if that game's there for the taking, if you have a difference maker like McCormick, what you brought him in to do. You got to you got to get that goal, and he's come close with some free kicks so far.
0: Yeah, I was intrigued at the end of that match. We brought on Jordan Amavi, and we did not take off Ali Sissoko, and instead Amavi sort of slotted into the left wing. And I think I would actually kind of be intrigued to see more of that going forward.
1: Yeah, especially maybe against a stronger team. It's kind of like a double left back system, and you could almost do the same on the right with Bakuna. Then, mm-hmm. and they're
0: delayed. Yeah, now that we have him, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I kind of liked that. I didn't seem to really give us much that day. Um, but in principle, I'm intrigued by that idea.
1: Yeah. And just, I mean, if you do it on the left side, you don't necessarily have to do that on the right side, then you could employ IU maybe on the right and let him go forward because then your, your defense kind of can shift a little bit. Mm-hmm. If necessary, I mean, Sissoko's a big body; he can head the ball out of there. And if Almavy talks back into left, like a traditional left back position, but it just it just gives Di Matteo more options, which is good.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that is a strong position to be in right now.
1: I think there's a lot of depth in the squad, and the fact that it's still more additions could be made. I think that's very positive, and. Overall, it's been a really good window for Villa. I guess we'll grade it next episode, though.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to see what happens in the final um, days of this window.
1: Yeah, so what, we're going on the road again, and something that we've had on the site this year is the Championship Travel Guide, and I really like these, but I don't think too many people have been reading them, actually.
0: Yeah, so if you are... Uh... Planning on traveling with the club if you're going to be Even if you're
1: not, like, it's there, just. James is hilarious and was just making fun of Darby mm-hmm. because, not necessarily making fun of them, because Darby actually has a lot of sign language using community. And so he was saying that it's good because the Villa fans are going to be so loud that <laughs> Darby, Darby will need it. But. <laughs> He's I don't a- know.
0: It's it's good. I I definitely think everyone should be reading it, but especially and like
1: like uh, this, like this. Dar- Darby is twinned with Toyota City in Japan. Yeah. And Keene, New Hampshire, and Harlem, Harlem, and the, Nef- the Netherlands. So or Harlem, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> the Dutch just always throw in extra vowels. Yeah. But yeah, these are. These are funny things, and especially yeah, especially if you are actually traveling.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, get ready for this weekend's match. James will have it up
1: there. Yeah, we we have had a lot of previews, and I guess maybe you could talk about it a little bit. We have brought on some new riders.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We uh, are trying to bring on some new staff, slowly working them in. Um, so you'll see new faces cropping up on the site, uh, people writing news, people writing opinion, people writing anything and everything. Uh, as I've countlessly said, though, the one thing I am still looking for, uh, is an Aston Villa ladies writer. Uh, so if you want to cover Aston Villa ladies, I've said this on the site and on Twitter and everything, if you want to cover the Aston Villa ladies and you can commit to going to their home games, we will pay for your season ticket to cover the Aston Villa ladies, uh, so get in touch with us if you want to.
1: Yeah, tweet us, email, whatever. Yeah, anything. Happy, happy to talk. So send a pigeon. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, yeah. So let's move on to Twitter questions. And it, like I've said about twelve times so far, it had been a while since the last episode. And actually, James. Asked us with the first question, James Russian. What are you going to do for episode 100? And I guess I responded saying that we will reveal that on tonight's show. So, uh, what are we doing for episode 100? Are we gonna we're gonna do the cooking pod?
0: God, I don't know what we're gonna do for episode 100. Um, I, I enjoyed that you said we were going to reveal this on tonight's show as if we had some sort of a grand plan when we really don't. Um, we'll figure out something though, nice for episode 100. I think the big episode really should be episode 7,500.
1: Mm. Yeah. At,
0: at which point we quit, because by that point I think we'll be about 140.
1: At least. We'll be older than Villa.
0: We'll actually just be podcasting straight into your brains at that point.
1: I hope not. <laughs> I, would, I would feel like an unwelcome guest sometime.
0: <laughs> well, you can opt in to our podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's better than just... uh. Make enforcing it. It's like the U2 album that would keep popping up on your <laughs> iPhone.
0: We saw you've been to an Aston Villa match. Now listen to these two.
1: Yeah, no. it was like It's like Arsenal TV. I keep getting emails from Arsenal. I think I unsubscribed because of the FA Youth Cup match. They huh. had a really good stream, sure, but bad commentators and stupid overage players. <laughs> Still mad. <laughs> um... So, from Tyler Demme, one of the Chicago villains, what's the long-term left-back solution? Amavi's terrible defending or Sissoko's terrible everything? And, Robert?
0: I... Yeah, you've, you've
1: made your, your views clear on Sissoko, and I can't really do anything except agree that he has been a positive left-back so far.
0: But the question is long-term, and like long-term it has to be Amavi. Because there's you the... do
1: if he stuck around.
0: yeah. There's the youth, there's the skill, there's the potential. Someone ter- teach him how to defend, and we can do this. Um, you know, short term, maybe it is Sissoko. Maybe it is a pairing of the two. Maybe it is one It's for clear one that match. it's not
1: Joe Bennett.
0: Yeah, unfortunately. Poor guy.
1: Sissoko's so under contract for two more years. Who's um, but... going a five year deal? Good lord. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But yeah, I think long-term it has to be Amavi, but for right now, I'm not unhappy enough with Ali Sissoko to think that Amavi has to be starting
1: at this point. You know, it it could even be someone else, because what if we move Amavi forward into a wing role?
0: <laughs> Matthew Loughton, son, it's your time.
1: Everyone, everyone wants to do the Gareth Bale thingy, so just try it.
0: Yeah, no, it can't hurt. Well, he actually, crosses the
1: ball really well.
0: That's literally untrue. It can hurt. It could turn into a Bakuna thing where we screw him up for life.
1: Eh, move Bakuna to center midfield now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, now that we have a right back worth his salt.
1: Yeah. Um, From James Reese Bayless at Solway Shepherd, it's been a great transfer window. Are we ready or are there still pieces missing from the puzzle? If so, what's missing and who would you choose to fill those gaps? And... I think we still need a creative mid slash winger but I don't think we're going to get one. Yeah. If we get something it's going to be a striker it sounds like. I'm okay Sounds with like they still want to do the Abel Hernandez from hole thing.
0: Poor Hull. <laughs> Poor hole. They
1: have six points in two games.
0: <laughs> They've got more points than we do.
1: That's true. I just I. In half as many games. Alright. Imagine
0: right. how rude it is to take a player from a team with no players. <laughs> I don't even have a boss. No manager.
1: <laughs>
0: God. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I think if I if this were it, I think we'd be okay. Um. I'd like to see. God. I don't know. I think I would be okay if we got another central mid. It doesn't even need to be. A creative mid. Um, I just want someone that can buckle down when those moments of pressure come. Someone that you can sub on when the team is looking scared and he'll just, you know, lock it in.
1: I mean, I think Yerenak is going to do that. But then again, if he starts, you can't sub him on. So, yeah. For a point. Uh, Next question, Paul Thies. I don't know if this is actually... One we can answer why is Hutton so terrible? <laughs> I'm just gonna go for a quick rant because something was stupid that I saw on Twitter.com. Um, someone was saying that they're like shake my head standard of today. Ross McCormick sold for 12 million. Can't even get into the Scotland team, and that literally means nothing because Hutton starts for Scotland. Oh, so,
0: God sakes. I yep. Can't believe that.
1: <laughs> Bad comparison. <laughs> anyway, anyway, next question from Scott Haynes at Scott AVFC 1874. Which players from last year can win back the hearts of Villa fans and which cannot? Julian and
0: Lescott well, right now.
1: Ones The ones that cannot. Some of them are like Guzan. He's already gone. But yes, Lescott. <laughs> what if Guzan
0: could out. win our hearts back by gifting us a goal in the FA Cup?
1: And if it wins us the cup. <laughs> Cult hero. Um. Les you Scott's know, never I gonna
0: win my heart back.
1: I think the jury's kind of out on Bakuna as far as most people are concerned.
0: I'm okay with him. I never was that down on him.
1: And neither was I, but the people who were are <sighs> not way. going to change. That's true. And I don't know. There's the Westwood hate group. Yeah. Um. I don't think Gabby could redeem himself at this point.
0: I don't know. Gabby is such a homegrown hero that. He could redeem himself, but it would take incredible performance.
1: I mean, if he, like, gets sold for actual money, I think it, that redeems himself.
0: <laughs> he redeemed or himself from money.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> actual, it's like a coupon that's, like, actual value one one hundredth of a cent.
0: <laughs> you may turn in one Gabby Agbon Lahore for a hug.
1: It's like, you get Gabby for free, but you have to pay him 60k a week. It's like, <laughs> oh, that's actually not a good deal. Yeah, like when you win the car on the game show or something, and you just get taxed and go bankrupt. I don't, I don't know. Just always hear those those horror stories. Um, next one from Mies at Mies Av One. What's your view on Acora? Should we keep him or let him go to Pastures New? I would be starting Akora personally, but also with the personnel, I would be playing five at the back, so that would there would be a spot for him. Yeah. Um,
0: I I, I don't know. know.
1: I don't I don't see him cracking the top two very soon.
0: I don't see him cracking the top. I don't know why. The I, I, think he's
1: the, I think he's the most talented, obviously the most potential, but from he's the he's the quickest. He's I don't know if he's the strongest.
0: He's number four on my list right now.
1: He's one of the stupidest, obviously, after their own goal. Yep.
0: <laughs> no, i uh right um, now I would do Elphic. Uh, Chester, Baker, and then Akora.
1: Yeah, that's what it is, in my opinion as well.
0: I mean, Baker's actually been pretty good thus far.
1: He has, yes, he has, and that's what we were hoping for. Work. He went and loaned to Bristol City, got like 20-odd, almost 30 appearances last year in the championship, got used to it, found out a way to not break his head every game. We think, we're not sure because they're not televised, but we think... And, yeah, I mean, I think he should be a really valuable member of the squad this year, and I'm happy that he's actually getting a chance at Villa.
0: Yeah, me too.
1: Because he is one of the players that is, one of the players that isn't. We had a question about him from John Benjamin Divine at Shep Divine. Do you think Andre Green needs to be more selfish, needs to show his skills? And it's hard when he doesn't get the chance. But... When he's on, he has to. I guess he does have to try to assert himself, maybe call, yeah. get into the center of the pitch, call for the ball.
0: Yeah, I think so too. Um, yeah, I, I don't have anything to add to that. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> and the last one was from at Garrett FTW. What should balls.com? www.balls.com. This is his username nice. What should we do about Amavi at left back? He's an amazing talent, but very lackluster defender. And I already said, move him forward to let him play the Gareth Bale on the wing. Yep. Turn him free.
0: Yep. We've hit that point.
1: So, yeah. And I guess we just have two segments off transfers. Try to go through this quickly. We've almost ran you for 40 minutes already. And then the preview against Bristol City, which is where Nathan Baker was on loan last year. So, Coincidentally, but transfers most recently is Richie DeLate just came in, comes in today. Or why did I say that?
0: Came in yesterday? yesterday. Came in yesterday. So Went by the time you're listening to this, two days ago.
1: Um, Yeah, from, from Leicester. And this is the 11th club he's played at since he left Royal Antwerp in Belgium. He's Belgian, so he's from. On deadline day, August 2007, went to Stoke City, and yeah, now Villa will be the 10th different English club he's played at in nine years.
0: Yeah, that's kind of incredible. He's
1: Um, he's bounced around, and a three-year contract, I think that's the most someone would realistically give a player like that because, you know, he looks like a good player, but if things just keep not working out, there's a reason.
0: Yeah, um... I don't know. He's twenty-seven. I, which is not necessary. It's you know, right where I he would still, like.
1: He still could go peak, you know.
0: Yep, absolutely. Twenty-seven still has a lot of potential in him. Got a lot of speed. Um, should be much more solidly solid defensively than anyone else we have right now at right
1: back. And the speed. More than anyone on the radar, who was DeAndre Yedlin. Yeah, should be more solid defensively than him.
0: And the speed is a nice asset going forward, so he can help fulfill that role too. Um, the good news is it frees up Leandro Bakuna to move up a little bit,
1: and it sure to play in the, or in the middle of midfield.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it is you know he's not a world-beating right back. He is not astonishing he's probably at this point in my estimation a little better than i would have thought matthew lowton would be but we we let that matthew lowton ship sail and instead we've had to deal with alan hutton he's better than hutton he's better than bakuna and frankly he's probably better than micah richards right now so he's not great but he's average and that's an improvement and that helps the squad
1: and he was affordable at two and a half million mm-hmm. so and he can he can play anywhere in the back line, apparently. Yeah. Uh, we so heard that about Tiago and too. Well, he never even played, so <laughs> doesn't count. Um, all right. So, we you were just talking about wanting a central midfielder. Is that because Jordan Vertu left the club? Clearly, he wasn't in Roberto Di Matteo's plans. He's gone on loan for a year to st etienne no option to buy he'll be back next year
0: yeah um i think that's probably good he you know since he wasn't in the plans let him get some playing time let him get some work maybe increase his value maybe sell him on or maybe bring him back uh, next year
1: um just give him a chance to revive his career too it just seemed like he really didn't settle
0: yeah no i totally agree um, a lot of potential there i would like to see him do well i'd like to see him come back uh, but I I wasn't expecting really to ever see him this year anyway, so him moving doesn't no. surprise me at all.
1: Yeah, it's I, I think it's good that they made the decision to kind of go with Gardner for that spot in the squad.
0: Yep, absolutely. And it's okay to lose one midfielder that we were never going to use because we brought in another one. We brought in captain material, even though he's not going to be a captain for us.
1: I mean, he joins the list of former captains that... <laughs> There aren't enough armbands really to go around. <laughs> um, I mean,
0: and that's if you, but, even if you don't count Micah Richards and Gabby Agbon Lahore and Julian yeah, Frickin' Leskine. No
1: no kidding. <laughs> not players who have been Villa's captain, merited merit or not. I'm sure Yedinak will put the armband on at some point this season. But, and, yes, from from Crystal Palace, Mila Yedinak joined Aston Villa for about 4 million pounds.
0: And that's exactly the kind of player I think we really needed. He was um, sort of in the Sanchez mold, but with a little more proven success in English football. Uh, again, I,
1: And in English.
0: Yeah, I love Sanchez. I think you love Sanchez. I know Adam Clark on our site absolutely adores Sanchez. Um, and the skill he has is absolutely obvious, but it really never did translate all that well with Villa. Um whereas Yednak, it
1: translated into Facebook comments I got about sanchez' worst p l player ever, oh God <laughs> not no, um, not on a
0: team with Julian Lescott,
1: um,
0: but yeah, not on
1: the team that employed Habib Bay, like yeah,
0: but Sanchez was good and losing and it, him hurts because we need that sort of spine, but I think Yednak offers a lot of the same things that Sanchez did. Um, with maybe not as much upside, but probably a higher floor.
1: I think that's a good point. You just, you're going to get consistency out of him. You know what you're going to get and just a little more leadership, I think.
0: Yep. Absolutely.
1: So are we still getting a striker? (laughs) Maybe. Dr. Tony said we don't need height. We need world-class striker with pace. And Abel Hernandez and Ener Valencia are the names who've been mentioned. They're they're top class strikers. They're Premier League quality strikers. I don't know if they're world class. Ener Valencia is quite good for Ecuador and Abel Hernandez has played for Peru. excuse me, Uruguay. But they're they're both international strikers. Are they world class? No. We don't need height. Their teammates are. We
0: don't need height, but we need a world class player. I think it's pretty clear that we're going to sign Messi. Hmm.
1: <laughs> I think it's pretty clear that they're just going to bleach someone's hair and <laughs> stick him in the team.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I think either of Hernandez or Valencia would be a nice little thing to have. Um, at this point,
1: you, I, you'd have to move Kozak. I think. Yeah. Or do you have to, or do you just What's eat the that wages? Cost? You know. I don't know. We got rid of Sinclair. Anything's possible.
0: Kozak Kozak showed up last
1: week, and dear God, yeah, they I, substituted the substitute.
0: Yeah, I'm. I can't remember seeing a player look so useless as Kozak did for most of that match, uh, which hurts me to say because I love Kozak dearly.
1: He may as well have been in like a mechanized hospital bed, just rolling around on the pit, like a Top Gear stunt or something. That would have at least you know. been amusing. And he would have came in like a wrecking ball and just absolutely just demolished someone on. Yeah, you know,
0: you could have been worth just, it at that. I don't point know. Too. It's like
1: that that uh that American football game when the golf cart like is just driving itself and like running people over. I don't know why that just made me think of that.
0: <laughs> oh goodness! Thinking
1: about Kozak Kozak on a animatronic hospital bed. <laughs>
0: Oh, boy. It's getting late for us, I can tell.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. it is. We've kept you a while. If you're still here, it's been almost 46 minutes. So, after a full half of football of the whole cast, we're going to wrap it up. Aston Villa, <laughs> traveling to Bristol down. City this weekend, stoppage time. I think three minutes added on. That's all. We'll, that's all we'll do. But... Villa, like I said earlier, twelve five five points in four games plus two goal difference. And Bristol City in a respectable tenth with six points through four games. A win, a, a loss, and two draws. Or two, sorry, that doesn't work. Two wins and two draws.
0: Yep, there you go.
1: Two wins and two losses. losses. Two wins and two losses, zero goal difference.
0: <laughs> Boy, Jack is getting tired tonight.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: It's all right. So, yeah, I mean, it's an away match. It's another... I'm not sure if Bristol City are expected, you know, expectations-wise, I'm not sure if they're where I would have put Darby this year, but they're not going to be a pushover. An away match, if this turned into another nil-nil draw, I don't think I would come away crying. But I think the real excitement in this one is we probably get to see Yedinak, We probably get to see Delate. We... You know, probably get to see something closer to what we're actually going to be seeing for most of the season from the Villa starting 11 here.
1: Yeah, so going back to Bristol a little bit. Sorry, they've obviously they've won two. They've lost two. None have been decided by more than a goal. They lost to Norwich and Newcastle. Mm-hmm. One nil each. So maybe Villa will do the the relegation trouble over them already. That's that's a pretty tough schedule to start the year.
0: Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> three of the their three first teams try.
1: that went down. Yep. Yeah. And right. then they get their they get Rotherham they get an off week but then they get Sheffield Wednesday Derby and then Fulham they play Fulham twice in a week because they got them in the in the League Cup as well that's hilarious <laughs> twice in four days the Fulham Derby yep um so here's the thing with Villa like you said there's going to be some new players being integrated hopefully I guess what late will have trained three times. Four times with the squad? I think so. I don't know. I don't know how many times a day they train, but...
0: Yeah. Obviously,
1: he's been there for a very short time. Yeah. And that'll be interesting. Obviously, he's familiar with English football. Yeah. (laughs) Now it is 10th different club, but...
0: (laughs) He he knows his way around the island. Yeah. Um, But, Yeah. It's I I don't know. I'm eager to see the new or hear the new faces and see what they can bring to the club. Um, I don't know. Yeah, maybe one one would uh, make me happy.
1: You think one one? Well, they haven't drawn yet. So maybe they're due for a draw. We we just keep drawing.
0: Yeah, I kind of like the idea of keeping that palindrome alive for one more week.
1: Yeah, I guess, yeah, the thing I was going to say about Bristol, they have Jonathan Koja, who was linked with Villa, and then Bristol said hands off, and Villa said okay. So that was kind of strange, I thought, you know, that seemed like a lot of fans wanted that transfer.
0: Yeah, it was a little bit weird. I wasn't sure what came of it. Kind of seems
1: necky wells, but yeah and their striker's been scoring the goals. tammy Abraham he is on loan from Chelsea has two goals for them so far. It's an eighteen year old
0: which is just crazy,
1: but yeah, but they're a squad that they don't have a lot of big names, but like you said, they're not going to be a pushover, especially at home
0: yeah it's you know any any away match in this league is going to be tough.
1: So yeah, Villa will travel to the Ashton Gate stadium, I guess that's what it's called, and that's Saturday at 3, right? Yes. Just a normal normal kickoff, no. not on TV. Nope. <laughs> Alas. But you probably saw it this week I did put out the schedule post and that's going to continually be updated throughout the season. So when we have more information when it becomes available, I will update that and you can keep checking back. To see when Villa actually will be on TV, since they won't be. But there will be radio available, right? Yes. The AVTV link has that, the BBC West Midlands radio. And there have been streams popping up on Twitter, so maybe you can check there if you need one.
0: Yep. Streams of the radio link, that
1: is. Yes, yes. And just, just little TV highlight clips. I don't understand that. Why do they have the cameras there?
0: I'm not positive for match of the day type stuff.
1: But if you're gonna film the whole thing, you can't just like turn it on when there's a highlight. Yeah,
0: I dunno don't, I don't know. I don't know. I like, don't oh, know. They, it's a little player.
1: they scored a minute ago, let's just use that. But <laughs> um yeah, so I guess I guess I'll just say one nil and we can wrap this up. Obviously if you've listened to us, you know where you can find the whole cast. You know, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter and we like to interact with you there. Got a ton of Twitter questions tonight, so it's fun as always to answer those continue to send those in and yeah we will be back probably maybe a little over a week i think i have to move next week so maybe we'll do a, a special episode 100 then recap
0: or we can just skip 100 and save 100 until we feel like <laughs> it
1: we'll just go to 101 maybe we'll do that and come back to 100 eventually but Hopefully, we'll be back soon talking about Villa because we like to do it. We're glad you like to listen to it. So, absolutely. For Robert Lintot, I've been Jack Grimsey. Thanks for listening to the whole cast.